Hi everyone, Izzy here. I just want to let you know that today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today I went to ICC because I was invited to speak at a event that is hosted by Progressive Media called Center Stage. So I'm one of four speakers that were invited. The other speakers were Akmal Marhain from Marhain Entertainment, Amal Juma from AI Creative, and Ninja Tutul, and Edutainer, and an Easy Does It alumni. So me and Fua decided to film the entire thing for you guys while we cook up something special for our next cycle. And it gives a little bit insight on the film industry as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Bye. Like, oh, AC, what's happening? We are at ICC and I okay, am CNN. <laughs> I am having a mental breakdown. I want to puke, I want to sh** at the same time. Akmal is here to comfort me. Thank you so much. I'm shop. We're gonna talk at 1 p.m. It's 12.19. I have to change my baju. I'm obviously not prepared. And yeah, if I faint, I think it'll be better than me speaking, you know? Good afternoon, everyone. How are we all doing today? Great. Welcome to Center Stage, as you can see behind me, by Progressive Media. So just before I pass the floor on to our four amazing speakers this afternoon, uh, just allow me to introduce um, what you'll be experiencing today. So for the next hour, um, we have four amazing speakers who will be sharing with us what I like to call golden nuggets or food for thought um, from their personal stories and experiences from their time journeying through the film and digital media industry. At Progressive Media, we believe in investing in the local industry through several ways. The most obvious way would be providing a distribution platform through Progressive Media's online streaming platform um, as a way for the rest of the world to see Bruneian films and other content. But another way of supporting the local community is for us to platform our local creators as we are doing this afternoon and to highlight the realities, the challenges, the triumphs of these creators in an ever-changing landscape. So I hope you get some golden nuggets from this afternoon from our four speakers. At the end, if we have time, we can open the floor to uh, some Q&A if that's okay with our speakers today. Um, but yes, without further ado, allow me to invite our very first speaker, center stage. We have creative film producer, Amal Jumat. Let's give her a hand. I'm not nervous at all. It's all right. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, Hello everyone, good afternoon. My name is Amal Jumat. Full name is actually Hajah Amal Nabilah Binti Haji Jumat. There's so many Amals. In fact, in iCreative, my name is Amaru because there's three Amals. Anyway, um, so um, when uh, Charlotte, on behalf of Progressive Media, approached me, asked, would you like to share your thoughts, the golden nuggets, as she likes to say, um, about things that you do as a producer in the industry? And I was like, immediately I said yes. And then days later, I was like, why did I say yes? But it's okay. So I took some time and I thought about what would be a good thing to talk about 
here for the next 10 minutes or so. And no matter how hard I try to build, like, you know, lessons learned, 10 things to do, or yada, 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 so many topics. And my mind always goes back to this project, which is Arthel Chronicles. You can still find it in uh, Netflix, actually. So uh, this project was done in 2019, and I had the privilege to be part of the Bruneian production houses to handle the talents and the crews. To start off, in 2019, I was a last year's final year student in UBD. Uh, I was taking uh, business management, yeah, business study, SBE. Final semester, I wanted to do great. I want to keep my, you know, my grades correct, like everything, like just pass and alhamdulillah, you know. And then January comes, we have an email in Filterworks. And that email started off with, dear... Sir, madam, I am a representative from a, uh, this company and there's a Korean production crew who would like to shoot some scenes for a very prestigious series that will go on Netflix sometime next year. And my mind, when I read that, I was like, is this a scam? Like, it's an email, it sounds like a scam. And then I checked the phone numbers and everything. I was like, it's actually a legit Bruneian number. And then there's an attachment, it was a slide. And I was like, is this a virus? Like, this can't be true, right? Like, what, what, are, what are the odds of this coming, you know, coming in to Brunei? And at that time, it was just like, you know, just newbie. And then I said, Bismillah, opened the slides. I'm like, Astro Chronicles 2019, the first ever historic uh, retelling of a fantasy world. I'm like, whoa, somebody invested a lot of time building this if this is a scam. And then I went through the slide, went through the slide, and like, I don't understand because it's all written in Korean. Definitely legit at that point in my brain. And then some of the slides are the correct character introduction. Song Joon-ki, yes, let's do this project. Let's do it. And then we replied to the email. Okay, let's set up a meeting. The next day we had a meeting, and then there was some foreigners there it was at empire it was evening so i was like okay they look legit they don't look like they're scamming i'm still in the scamming mindset by the way and then like we're there they talk like we're actually from korea uh, we wanted to this scene like we have 18 episodes long of a series and then there's one particular like town or like a tribe that is set in a very rainforestry setting and then Brunei fits it, so we want to do it here. And I said, like, what do you want to do it? We want to do it next month. And I'm like, this is January, February, when, when's next month? After National Day, I'm like, right, tell me more about this project. And they tell me everything. And then eventually we all come to a conclusion. Let's do this, let's do this thing. So they said, okay, if you want to do this, then you have about roughly one month to prepare all of this. And they give me like a checklist of things to do. I swear it was worst assignment ever if it was an assignment UBD. And then thankfully at that time, there were a uh, few other teams that were uh, placed in charge with other things to do. So on my part, in, uh, on behalf of Filterworks, we have to handle partial procurement of the talents as well as technical team, the crews. So, okay, that's easy enough. That's what I do every day. That's all right. And then yada, 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 yada. We work together. And then 10 days left until shooting day. Boom, the team that were hired with us, the Bruneian backed out. And I was like, I'm sorry. Say what? 
And then, yeah, we backed out. I'm sorry, you have to take over everything else. And I calculated at that time, I have 10 days left to look for over 10 more technical crews and then 60 talents in 10 days with very specific features. Pale skin, tall, about 160. We're in Brunei. <laughs> and I wanted 60. And then the females, I want 50. I'm like, oh my God. At the end of the day, we tried our best. I collected the crew, I collected everything, and then, um, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The first day was in Layong Tutong. It was in the middle of nowhere. There were three sets. They put inside a forest, and the shoot starts at noon. At noon, there was no shades in the forest. And then I remember puking on the way there because I feel like I was doing a recruit training, you know, like the BFT test of an army, like, is this how it feels like to be a soldier, you know? And then we went there and I looked at everyone, the Korean crew was there, there was about 200 people, 200 crews on set. And then there was talents, like people I see on TV, and I'm like, they're just here, they're normal people, but we're all struggling. And at that time, my first role was actually a substitute medic on set. I had first aid, basics, and yada, yada, and everyone was like, Okay, it seems like you're good to go. The first thing that I had to do was somebody passed out because it was so hot. It was a dude, it was a Korean guy, and I was the only substitute medic. I can't carry you from here to the set. What do I do? Help. And then I asked for help, and then some people said, okay, let's go together. We have a buggy from here. We use ATV back to the base. It was already chaotic from the very first day. And then, thankfully, that was the one major thing that happened the first day. And then I was like, this feels good. We're doing great. Second days onward, it's a blur. Things just went from zero to 200. We call time for set was 4 a.m. We finished the day at 4 a.m. And then we start the next day at 4 a.m. We finish that day at 3 a.m. I swear we have no sleep. My car was our portable bed. Like we parked in front of KK Koya, Syria at the parking. And then every morning we came out, wait for the kadai to buka, literally bought toothbrush and deodorant and wash our faces at the kadai and bought roti talor. That was breakfast and then went to set. That was how it was. And then the amount of organization for the last minute things, the last minute things was just beyond me. And I swear, 10 minutes is not enough, apparently. If anybody wants to know more, you can come to me later. But my point is why I'm telling this is that that experience today, I wish I could put it into a film and everyone can learn something from it. Like the amount of crying with everyone, like the, the point of no return sort of. And I wish that every youth here understands that whatever you do, whatever project that you do, there's always gonna be struggle. There's always going to be struggle. And one day you have to tell that story to somebody else. And hopefully you do it better than me because right now I'm... That's how I feel right now. So what happened was on Tumburong, right? One of my friends, I, I think he's here. Faiz, where is he? So Faiz was our assistant camera for the Korean crew. And then they went to Tumburong and I was on a different boat going from Bandar. At that time, Tumburong Bridge, non-existent. Yeah, so you have to go through boats, immigration, da 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 da. And then I arrived there, had a good feeling, and the first thing that I saw was two of my crew staring, glaring death at each other. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I lost my glasses. I said, how did you lose your glasses? 
I was uh, carried away by the stream. I'm like, what do you mean? I fell into the river. How did you fall into the river? Yeah, I was helping the, the set team bring this raft where Song Joong Ki was tied. And then like, suddenly we're like, Whoa! and then like, I lost my glasses. Now I'm blind. And then one of the crew was like, it's your fault. I'm like, guys, calm down. By the time I said calm down, another problem came in. The translator, one of them on set, sprained her ankle and is now limping. And I was like, yeah, so hold on, yeah. And then after that, another talent just came into me looking like this. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he was like, I burned my contact lenses on my eye. Now it's like stuck and I feel it there. I'm like, mashallah, literally. And that was third day. And uh, we left one of the crew overnight in Tamburong because we overshoot that day. And everyone was panicking. I was chaos, 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 chaos. Everyone was looking at me like how you guys are looking, expecting me to make decisions right at that second for every five unannounced thing. Panic. And I remember going onto the bus and I was like, okay, bye-bye, said tears, tears. And then my friend next to me, Mal, you okay? I'm like, ah, what's wrong? You're crying. I'm like, I'm crying? I'm crying. <laughs> Like just third day and then the last day. The last day was epic. The last day, me and my friend, the production coordinator, we were so tired. I had diarrhea for three days, yeah. Last day, we fell asleep in my car again. And then 6 a.m. we woke up, we just ah, outside, like what what what's happening? It's over! The film, it's over, it's a wrap. And I was like, it's a wrap, and like going out of my car, and everyone was like, we did it, we did it, guys, we did it. And then we took pictures. We said, you know, thank you to everyone. Even the director was like, Bruneian team is awesome. Bruneian talents, good. Good actors, do more. You know, hearing that, even through all of the pain and tears, and I know that maybe future, here future youth, you're gonna receive that kind of, you know, like, like good words. And you just have to keep, you know, positive. Whatever it is, whatever project that you do, just keep positive. Know that once you do that, you, you go over that fear, you do the project, you do whatever that you wanna do, career choice, whatever. Opposite side of that fear is always a better you. And you're gonna learn a lot of things, a lot of things that you can't tell in 10 minutes, it's not enough. But don't stop there, just keep, going forward one step at a time guys cries blood tears no sleep diarrhea doesn't matter okay just keep moving forward and be ready for the future that's all for me thank you so much thank you so much amal can we give her another hand And up next, swiftly, we have edutainer and content creator, Salimato. Let's give her a hand. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And a very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all are having a wonderful day so far. And happy National Youth Day. <laughs> Before I begin, I would like to express my utmost gratitude to Progressive Media for having me on this platform to share some of my learnings and experiences throughout my content creation journey. 
Um, it's truly an honor to be here uh, with each and every one of you, and I hope that this whole session will be uh, fruitful laha, for all of you and serve as valuable takeaways for your own journeys, inshallah. Um, my name is Salimatul, or also known as Ninja Tutul on social media. I will be sharing about uh, the lessons I learned from doing content creation as a side hustle since 2019. So for those of you who may not know uh, what I do from when I started this side hustle, I was a primary school teacher and a former president of an NGO, shout out to Scott. Uh, and now I work as full-time as an educational psychologist and a content creator, uh, or more generally known as social media influencer. I know the term social media influencer can have some negative connotation to some, and even I myself still cringe at it sometimes. <laughs> but actually in other countries, um, a social media influencer is a legitimate profession. People in this field are respected for their impacts and the credibility that they have in their respective niche. So for the purpose of this talk, I will specifically focus on content creation in the point of view of being hired as a social media influencer in Brunei and the lessons that I've learned throughout this journey. Eh? So, alhamdulillah, for the past four years, I have been fortunate to work with various agencies, which include government and private sectors, corporates, businesses and NGOs. Uh, to help promote and create awareness on their brands, services, and products. Just a bit of a background of how I started. So I would say that I became a social media influencer by accident. Okay? Um, as in, like, I didn't choose this path. This path chose me. Yeah. <laughs> but on a serious note, I started being approached by a few businesses after two of my videos um, got viral. Um, basically, it was a random rant about orang in the signal krita and buang sampah using the Snapchat filter with a big mouth. But at that time, I made the conscious decision to not take any partnerships because Masatu, I felt that I wouldn't make any impact ataupun dia ada karang return of investments kan if they because like people don't know who I am kan so but a year later I started seeing many positive impacts of those videos kana pakai in schools here for educational purposes and stuff and then again uh, another company approached me lagi uh, this time a reputable company lah huh? So they invited me to their HQ to discuss about the possibility of hiring me as one of their social media influencers. So again, I had some doubts, um, but after much consideration um, and tukar niat, um, I decided to give it a try. And alhamdulillah, opportunities kept coming in ever since. That company happens to be Progressive. <laughs> so thank you again, Progressive, for recognizing my potential and being an essential stepping stone in my content creation journey. I'd say my journey was challenging um, because I didn't know anyone in the industry to start off with. I didn't know any influencers. I didn't know how to set my rates. I didn't know how to properly draft a script or storyboard. So I had to learn through Google, YouTube, 
but most of the time I learn as I go laha. So here are the top three lessons I learned throughout my journey of doing this as a side hustle. So number one, setting the right intention. It sounds simple, but very crucial. It's important to reflect on um, why you decide to do content creation in the first place, especially if you already have a full-time job. So, because maintaining the balance of a full-time job and content creation, it can be demanding, or even if you are a full-time student, um, so setting the right intention can help to clarify your objective. Kenapa you want to do this outside of your, uh, beyond your profession lagi. Um, whether it's to provide valuable information ka, or you want to um, explore your creative expression. So it can also help to set clear boundaries between your full-time job and your content creation or whatever side hustle you want to do. Ato. Therefore, you can avoid any conflict of interest uh, and not compromising your professional duties. Lah, so, for example, macam, uh, macam one of my intentions of doing content creation is I want it to be my uh, avenue for side income. Lah. One of them, uh, I have a lot of intentions. So, one of them is side income to support my family, to uh, bayar my own house, and sebagainya. So, when I set my mind that this is only a side hustle, so I'm able to put my full-time job as my first priority, and I will work on my creative projects outside of working hours. So even as simple as, for example, kalau ada company mau I repost something, I make sure I repost it during lunchtime ataupun after working hours. I know anda pulang kena check up kau berapa, ah, you post masa time kerja, pulang. But just so, macam just in case ada something happened, then at least I know I'm not doing it during work time. And then I also understand that sometimes I have to decline certain events, especially if it's being held during working hours, unless macam ada official letter, macam this one, ah. and my employer ada bagi kebenaran. Lah. Macam so again, setting the right intention is essential for maintaining a harmonious balance between your full-time job and your creative pursuits. Lesson number two, knowing your own self-branding. It's important to understand who you truly are, what you stand for, and your unique strengths. So you can shape a genuine personal brand that reflects your identity and values. So you can embrace and present a more authentic self, and then you can attract like-minded people and also attract opportunities that are in line with your values. And also, you can engage in more appropriate and quality partnerships. Macam, for example, macam you know which companies uh, yang are more suitable for you based on what you believe in. For example, lah, macam I got approached dulu by uh, company ni yang minta promote pasal produk memberi kurus. Macam if I were to promote that, it wouldn't be macam genuine, macam asal-asal membuat sejenis asal dapat duit sejenis macam tu kan. So you need to know your self-branding what you want to do so that you can be more authentic uh, and transparent with whatever you are um, promoting. Lesson number three, maintaining a strong support system. Okay, creating content as a social media influencer, especially when you're working solo, because a lot of the times we work by ourselves, unless they have like an established team. But it can be overwhelming lonely and emotional roller coaster because essentially you do everything yourself 
the script writing, the storyboarding, you edit juga, you shoot juga, you juga yang menganu lighting, you juga yang menganu sound dan sebagainya. So having a strong support system, uh, it can include your family members, your friends, or your fellow influencer friends, um, so that you can have a safe space untuk macam share your victories, uh, vent your frustrations. Um, and then also uh, ask for advice ka. Macam for example, there are certain times when I feel like macam uh, kalau ada partnership anya, macam, oh, am I charging too low or too high? Is this company legit ka? So if I have macam community yang among uh, influencers jua, I can ask them macam, is this okay ka? Is this okay? You know, macam, because again, this industry is very small, so macam it's nice to Ask around lah, jangan malu bertanya lah orang ah. At the same time, building relationships with support system ini juga can create collaboration opportunities, and you can make more creative projects. So, for example, after I have more friends in the creative scene, baru tak berani approach macam uh, can I have you as my videographer, for example. Um, baru tak berani lah mengapproach approach apa tu. So shout out to, for example, Matas to OC, Safwan Muhammad, and Apakan Fiza. So again, just to summarize, uh, maintaining a support system, it's very crucial for you to, um, to for you to navigate through your challenges, for you to grow joa emotionally and professionally, and to have a more positive content creator community. So just to summarize all the three points, number one, lesson one I learned is you need to have the right intention. And then two, knowing your own self-branding. Three, maintaining a strong support system. Because in this digital day and age, I feel when everyone, almost everyone of us have social media, kan? TikTok, Instagram, now ada threads lagi apa. Every one of you can become an influencer to someone. Whether it's macam a huge crowd ka, ataupun even your own sibling. Your own sibling can see you as a role model. So whatever you post on social media can influence someone in some ways. So um, I always um, go back to this quote that I love from Rasulullah The best among you are those who bring greatest benefits to many others. So whenever I post something on social media, I always think before posting because I know it's going to affect someone in some way. So I hope this is a valuable um, sharing for all of you. And yeah, thank you very much. That's all for me. Thank you so much, Salimato. Can we give her another big round of applause? And up next, we have film producer Akmal Marhayan. Hi, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, I hope some of you guys ada yang kenal me and maybe my brand. Okay. So first of all, I would like to thank for, uh, Progressive Media for inviting me to stand here in front of all our youth, Bruneian youth here, creating Brunei's cinematic universe. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, perkataan cinematic universe is not, uh, apa nyo? It's not something yang in the familiar lagi for people yang minat movies. Uh, for example, of course, uh, everyone is familiar with Marvel cinematic universe, right? And DC extended universe. And of course, uh, if we want to go further, there is one felt universe, which is dark universe, which was supposed to be 
an expanded universe of monsters movies. Tapi felt kan, they ended with the mummy movie. I think Mahakarya people would know that, right? Yeah. Okay, Intikumverse uh, was created by me uh, through my first movie, uh, Intikum, which was released back in 2021. Uh, and then at that time, I thought to myself whether I want to make it into just a trilogy or expand it into a universe instead. And then I'm so in love with the formula yang Marvel buat with their movies where they tell stories in different movies but they're all connected uh, in an overarching narrative. So then uh, I started uh, creating uh, Intikumverse which I begin with the release of one short film and then another short film and then recently I just released another movie which was Intikum 2. When I built Intikumverse First of all, yang paling penting is if you expand your universe, for example, if other people here yang interested to create their own film universe, uh, first of all, if you want to expand your universe, you must expand a character yang already appeared in your universe. Jangan kamu buat story about character yang indah interesting. For example, kira uh, supporting character yang just being there to be comedic, uh, comedic. Maybe he's not suitable untuk dibuatkan nano kan storynya kan. And then so kamu lihat uh, which one of the characters yang ada uh, followingnya, ada fans yang mau to, uh, apa tu getting to know more about his character. Jadinya when I expanded the universe, I started with uh, if you see there the woman on the left side. That character, uh, her name is Thea. You can watch her short film uh, titled Thea's Case One on Progressive Media. So, story about Thea, ne? she's a journalist. And then she's a very strong-willed woman who are so keen dalam menyiasat and standing up for truth. And then who doesn't love that kind of character, right? She's very appealing especially to our younger generations, those kind of characters. Jadinya, that's when I decided to write more on her character. And then another character yang also was in my short film, uh, in my movie was Zidane, uh, who was the antagonist. Uh, when my first movie was released, uh, this Zidane character, uh, I got a lot of uh, feedback from the audiences yang very apa orang suka dia punya uh, story his acting and from there lah uh, i think i should write more on this zidane character that's the first one character second one if you want to build a universe is world building what is world building world building is how you want to create that universe artinya it's not just the character yang you tell the story, the world itself you need to tell, like make the, apa, uh, make the universe itu like something yang wujud in the movie itself. How do you create a world inside the movie? First of all is create the setting, the city itself. So this Intikumverse is set in a fictional city, 
uh, namanya Nufos. For example, kalau sekiranya dalam DC Universe, siapa tahu what's the fictional city? Metropolis. Another one? Gotham, kan? And then another thing is organizations. For example, as you mentioned just now, Gotham. Gotham ada Wayne Enterprise. In Marvel, there are organizations like S.H.I.E.L.D. There are organizations like Avengers, right? So, dalam sini, there are one uh, company in my uh, in this universe, in Ticomverse, yang have their overarching story yang uh, involve all the characters from different movies and short films durang punya, which is uh, Mustaqim Enterprise, nama company itu. Okay. Uh, world building, and then the third one, let me talk about the risk and challenges about creating uh, a cinematic universe, especially di Brunei. Everyone know Brunei film industry masihnya orang uh, tanya tu macam cuba jalan, tahabap sekejap. Cuba jalan, tahabap lagi. Pasal, we, when we make movies di Brunei ni, there's no easy way for us to make movie di Brunei. People are going to judge our movies. People are going to comment about our movies. Anda uh, kira dari segi cerita, anda kira dari segi quality. Tapi, that's when we learn something. Uh, pasal, our industry is not really big. Jadinya, di mana support yang Tani mesti dapat is between us, the youth, between us, the filmmakers. We stand together as an industry so that the people out there yang be our audience know we are trying to deliver something yang boleh make our industry any thrive uh, for a hundred year, a thousand year inshallah kalau belum kiamat okay another thing lagi uh, to market uh, okay market market Brunei very hard lah tanikan attract Pasal kalau kamu follow my our TikTok, my entertainment, even there you can see some comments yang uh, saying that agatah keluar negeri, buat movie di luar negeri sih, jangan terbuat di Brunei. Nada ni kamu punya audience Brunei ni, something cuma tu. Tapi does that make me stop? No, because why? Kalau tani give up, siapa lagi kan buat? As youth is Brunei punya hope for this industry to survive. Atu my message today. Kamu yang minat buat film, teruskan buat film, jangan give up and yeah, itu saja. Thank you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you Akmal. Can we give him another big hand as he walks off? And next, last but not least, let's invite up onto center stage. Podcast host and content creator is Kandar Karim. Hello, assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and a very good afternoon to everyone here. I just want to shout out for Akmal just now when you said Metropolis, right? When I was a kid, in class, I remember it was English subject. Um, my teacher at that time asked me to name. Hey, it was she was asking the whole class. So much we know A, B, C until Z, right? So name a city, a real city, so much from A to Z. So it was my turn. It was G. You know what I said? Gotham. And my teacher laughed at me. 
So at a very young age, I, when I realized that Gotham and Metropolis isn't a real city, I was, my heart shattered because I really thought it was inspired by a real life, like an actual city in this earth. It was a fictional universe. So I'm gonna, I, I started discovering stories ever since I was little. I read comics, manga, I watch um, cartoons every Sunday morning. I don't know if you younger generations also get to experience that. You get to, oh, okay, so you're not that young then. Okay. There's also Netflix. You can just watch it on Sunday morning. You can have the iconic, nostalgic feeling of watching cartoons every Sunday morning. You would actually have to sit and wait in front of the TV. But now you have the luxury of going onto Netflix and just press play, right? So before I forget and assume everyone here knows me, <laughs> I haven't done my introduction yet. <laughs> I am Iskandar Karim. You can call me Izzy. I'm a content creator and, a, and the host of a podcast show called Easy Does It. It's on... It's on, it's on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcast. We, re we release episodes every Wednesday. We started, I think, about three to four months ago. Uh, so what Easy Does It is that it provides a platform for deep, meaningful conversations, for whoever is listening to discover human stories, most importantly, human Bruneian stories. So the, we just wrapped up our first cycle. We've got 10 guests. Um, on the show, and each of, them, each of them shared inspiring, motivational stories of their triumphs and their setbacks, their successes, and they've inspired countless and countless of listeners. So my passion for storytelling doesn't just stop in my content. I've also made a few um, films here and there, but bear in mind, like, I'm not as established as how people make me out to be. I'm still a work in progress. But my content creation has given me that platform to experiment in terms of production, experiment in terms of my editing on how I portray these stories and make sure when you press play, you get to experience the person's life from when they started whatever they were doing to where they are today. When was the last time you looked at your parents and thought about the fact that there were once at one point in, that, in our life, they were once your age, Jua. So whatever you're experiencing right now, the trials and tribulations of being a youth or a teenager, they've experienced that too. And the things that they experience, the challenges that, lives, that life throws at them, they have to go through that too. We see them at a point at, of their life now when they're adults, when they've gone through that. So there's so much stories to uncover even in your own home, starting with your parents or your grandparents who've lived a whole life. And at one point, you looked at them and they are your, they were or are still your superheroes. So I guess my passion for storytelling or having that figure started because I didn't have a father figure in my life from a very young age. I do have a father figure that came and went and I'm forever grateful for them. But I guess that whole experience growing up with nobody teaching me how to ride a bike or fix the car, that made me crave for finding out what is so different about me, my life, and what's so different with other people's lives as well. We're so used to seeing people living a template life. You know, growing up with two parents, living parents, and then they live a fulfilling life, and it's not a wrong thing. But that's why uncovering stories, other people's stories, is so important. Because you get to go out of your world and step into another person's world and experience life 
the way you didn't get to experience it. I want to share one story. This is so random. So in Dakan, recently, I just started running one because I wanted to start living a healthy lifestyle, right? And my friends, recently, they started a running community. So what they do is they run every weekend at a BKC. And then, um, mind you, my friends, my guy friends, they're really fit, OK, compared to Mila. So one time, I decided to join them. Because they, they asked me if I wanted to eco. Is it common eco? Kami hill sprints ni di bandar, right? Ada eco. You guys have been to waterfront, right? You know eco corridor too? Yeah, okay. So one Sunday, we went to eco corridor, actually waterfront, and then they brought me to hill sprints. So the plan of the day was to run hill sprints for, I think, either 10 or 12 times. Okay? So I went, I woke up so early, pukul enam, arrived in bandar at 6.30, and then I joined them, light jogging, and they like jogging. Pigi Kara, that hill that connects to the Ripas Bridge, can? So, with full confidence, I did the first round, like giving my all. Macam sebaris lah baleria turan, sampai katas, and then walk back down. So out of 10, I want you to guess how many I end up doing. <laughs> wow. Actually, I did three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Imamo, <laughs> and whoever said one. <laughs> so after three rounds, I was like, this is not it. You know, it was a wake-up call because I, I felt all kinds of illness. I was lightheaded, I wanted to puke, I wanted to poop, everything at the same time. Things were about to come out from every hole of my body. Like, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do, right? So because I love my friends and I do want to start um, a healthy lifestyle, I started running on my own. So from waterfront to eco. So the first time I went, I ran, kan? I ran. And then the first kilometer, I did amazing, as usual. Second kilometer, it took me double the time. All right? And I was already so tired. And I'm not the type of person, I think Imamul have seen this side of me. I'm not the type of guy, yang, you know, kalau macam lelaki, ni macam drong, leh drong macam, oh, I'm so tired. You know, like the typical Baywatch vibe. Me, when I'm ngali, I'm like, I have asthma. And I'm so dramatic. So as I was like resting and walking back to my car, I don't know if it was my brain like playing tricks on me. I started looking at my surrounding. Can I get to witness the beautiful view of Eco Corridor, macam ada kampung air, the skies. It was, the, the, the sun was okay lah. It decided to be cloudy that day. Kan? And then I started to put my attention ada this tiang lampu, a lamppost. And then, I think because of the tiredness, my brain were playing tricks on me. So this tiang lampu, I was asking myself, what if this tiang lampu ini ada mata and pandai berpikir? It could see me at my worst. And then again, I tried to take myself further and started constructing stories around this inanimate object. Right? What if the tiang lampu has thoughts? What if it can see what it sees, what we see? Their, their concept of time is probably different because they're built that way. The whole day, they have to stand tall. They, they have supported humanity by providing lights. So if you imagine, if you think about what they see, what kinds of sights and sounds might they experience? They probably could see people running, jogging, ada yang fit, ada yang kepisan macam aku. Would it judge me? It could also experience seeing kids playing around the playground. And if the kid rides in Kabandar, maybe the Tiang Lampu could witness the kid's growth into an adult, into um, a, a grandparent. 
So the Tiang Lampu could also witness the majestic view of Bandar, right? Macam from dusk till dawn till dusk. And then I was like, okay, let's take this further. What about the Tiang Lampu yang di highway? Right? It gets to see cars, luxury cars, like normal cars, driving past by apa. It could also see horrific accidents, right? The ones that you see on the news and you can only speculate, but the real being that could only tell you the truth could be a Tiang Lampu that happened to be there. So it could also witness families arriving at the crash sites crying because they lost a loved one. So that's already a whole story just from a Tiang Lampu. So what I'm trying to say here is that at every corner that you are able to see is, is a story waiting to be discovered, a, a story waiting to be told. If you could feel something for a Tiang Lampu, why is it difficult for us to feel something for actual human beings? Hollywood Studios, they do an amazing job at this. Toy Story, pemainan. So we get to experience the toy, si Woody sama si Buzz Lightyear punya POV, right? So in my case, it's Mr. Tiang Lampu. So if I make a story about Tiang Lampu, and if after this, just one person starts seeing Tiang Lampu as something more, I've done my job. So that is my mission for Easy Does It, to create a platform where it's a safe place for people, my guests. I can't invite Tiang Lampu to the show, lah. Huh? <laughs> Fuad will kill me. <laughs> for my guests to, to share their story with so much braveness and vulnerability, right? And for people to seek inspiration from or motivation from, I cannot control how you will depict the story or what takeaways you might take from watching any of this episode. Just not mine, but even like a, a movie that you watch, right? You might take the negative side of it. You might take the positive side of it. So, but the thing is, whatever that you took away from whatever you watched, you consumed, reflects you as a person, reflects what you are missing in your life. If you enjoy Lily Imani's episode, right, because she's such an entrepreneurship, maybe your goal is to be an entrepreneur. If you feel inspired by Ninja Tutul's episode, then you might just want to be a content creator and you want to do good. You want to find out how she manages to balance between being an educational psychologist and a content creator who specializes in edutainment. I'm very proud of every single guest who come on the show, regardless of what people may see them as or how they take the episode. If you haven't seen Easy Does It, please check it out. Um, and I do hope that every single time you decide to press play, not just for Easy Does It, but for every content that you consume, you will be impacted by the story that it told. Thank you so much. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you so much, Iskandar Karim. How are we feeling? We're feeling good. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't puke. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Um, are you all talked out? Ava? You're done talking for the day? I'm done talking for the day. We're gonna go edit. Faiz. Okay. Faiz and I are gonna go edit. So let's take a footage of us taking a photo.
Okay. And then we're done. Thank you.